Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Mark Striegel at Talking Metal. How are you guys? How are you folks? How are you girls? We're hanging out here. It is summer 2020, one of the weirdest years in uh, my lifetime. <laughs> We're getting through it, especially with the people on Patreon who warm my heart and, and actually support and produce this show Literally, because they're financing the show. They give me great suggestions. So I really appreciate all their help. I'm talking about people like Metal Dan. Uh, Dan, you know, I mailed you a, a little care package and it got returned. So um, I remailed it. Hopefully it gets to you this time. But you're you're an awesome supporter. And I, you know, you've given us a ton of money through the years. You've been with us a, a, a long time. And I really appreciate everything you do for us, Metal Dan. Jeremy Weltman. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy, I want you to check and make sure you're not donating twice because on the list, you're on there twice. So I don't want you to be getting charged two times. So check that out. Maybe uh, make sure you're you're not getting charged twice. Chris Riley, thank you. Johan Enderson, Enderstrom, sorry. Steven Rodriguez, Tommy Anderson, Adamar, Gregory, Kenny McCrimmon. Leo from Alaska, Brad Dahl, Richard Langridge, Dan Gerwan, Patrick Schwartzman, Jerry from Long Island, Sam Soupy, Drake, Matt Carroll, Joe Ryan, Jason Seth, Steven Saylor, Ron Keel, Jean-Francois Blah, Anthony Mackey, James Bennett, David Gray, Mr. David Gray, that is, Fred Roots, Michael Street, Jay Vaninsky, Mike Jones, Steve Hoker, John Bovari. You guys rock. You guys are the true talking metalheads. Let's do this. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
We are recording this on the 4th of July weekend here. I hope everyone had a happy 4th of July. Yeah, man, it's an all-German episode. 4th of July, an American holiday. But today we are celebrating Germany with Klaus Mein of the Scorpions, a first-time guest here on Talking Metal. I can't believe we have Klaus. What an honor. Truly, truly one of the greats. And returning to the show for his like probably like 6th or 7th time, Udo Dirk Schneider and his son, Sven. Sven's been on once before when Emily did the interview with uh, Udo and Sven in New York City. I think Fiddy was with him at that time. But now we are just talking with them uh, from, it was like a Skype call. I actually don't know where, if they were in Germany or Spain, I'm not sure. But anyways, three German dudes, one podcast. Uh, I thought I was German. You know, Striegel is my last name, a very German Name And then I, I did a, one of those DNA tests. I'm like, oh, it's going to come back like, you know, 75% German, at least 50% German. Because two of my grandparents are like, you know, mo- uh, like one is totally German. One was half Irish, half, uh, half German. And then I had some English, some Scottish, a little bit of Irish in there. But the DNA de- test, it comes back and it's like the majority of my DNA is Irish, which is, I guess is just how it works. So apparently I inherited a lot of Irish from my uh, my grandpa Striegel, who's, let's see, his mother was, was, was Irish. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, so, but anyways, 
I, I, what do you say? I digress or whatever it is. I don't know. I hear people say that and I don't even know what they're talking about, but I digress. Digress? Degress? Anyways, three Germans, one podcast. Klaus Mein, Udo Dirkschneider, Sven Dirkschneider here on the podcast. What an honor. First time ever talking to Klaus, and I have to admit, I was nervous, but he was the coolest dude ever. So let's just do this right now. We heard the zoo coming into the podcast. This is my interview with Klaus Mein of Scorpions here on Talking Metal. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of the Talking Metal Podcast, and what an honor to join us here on the show from Scorpions, Klaus Mein. How are you, Klaus? Very good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, all considering, obviously, we have been in lockdown here in New Jersey, and uh, I know a lot of parts of the world have been greatly affected by the COVID-19 crisis. How are you doing? Well, actually... We started this year touring in Australia and Southeast Asia. And when we came back uh, in early March, then the things with the corona crisis was really starting with every other week uh, getting really bad, you know. So we were also in this lockdown situation, but we, we switched it into, like, creative mode, you know. <laughs> right. Try to make the best out of it. And uh, since we wanted to go to the studio anyway, uh, we spent some time like everybody in his own studio, writing new songs, writing lyrics and all that stuff. And along the way, I wrote a little song called Sign of Hope to send a little message out to our fan community and beyond out there, you know, just something uplifting and uh, giving a little sign of hope to, to, to our fans, to our people, you know. And uh, other than that, we're in the studio and we, we just uh, spent a couple of weeks here in, in Hanover in Germany uh, working on our new album, uh, lots of hard rocking stuff uh, together with our producer Greg Fiddleman, who has been joining us every day uh, via Zoom uh, from Los Angeles. So when it was breakfast time in LA, you know it was dinner time with the Scorpions, and but it it's been, it worked out very good, and uh, we made great progress with the new songs and with the album, you know. But awesome. other than that, you know, it's a scary situation with the COVID-19 uh, uh, and uh, virus, and uh, it's everybody, we hope so much we can go back to normal. So this is so hard for for everybody, you know, and also for the whole uh, culture uh, community, you know, it's it's really hard and uh, to be to be locked away from our, from our audience. I, I hear you. You know, I was going to say the one 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 of the few good things that have come out of this uh, whole thing is is that new song you gave us. And as a fan of the band and of you, uh, Sign of Hope was just what we needed. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to to release that. It was it is a great song. Yeah, you know, since we were working on on the new album, uh, but like you can imagine, it's all delayed uh, <laughs> until next year, and so. This I think we never did this before like this, you know. It was this song was there and it was it just reflected the whole situation we are going through and so I thought it would be a nice idea uh just to put it out on our social medias, you know, and uh, let's see what happens, you know. And uh, then of course through Universal Music we picked it up and, and put it on Spotify and all those those uh websites and uh so everybody can can get to it now and for, through streams and downloads, and the proceeds will be donated to MusicCast, you know. So we want to give 
something back to to the listeners and uh, but the most important thing is to send out like the message of hope that this will be over hopefully soon and there will be better times around the corner right on right on and you mentioned new music that you're working on and we're reading as you just said that it's it's some real hard rock and stuff you guys are really kind of maybe going back to the sound that you had in the in the late 70s and and 80s is that an accurate statement yeah absolutely absolutely you know that's looking for a producer uh when we hooked up with, with Greg Fiedelman, he used to work with Metallica and Slipknot, you know, so, so we're right uh, on our way, uh, bringing the old vibe, you know, from albums like Blackout, Love It First Thing, or even Love Drive, you know. We try to focus uh, on, on those albums and on the, this attitude, you know, and uh, if we get there, who knows, you know, it's, it's so many years later, but... It's the spirit and it's uh, the, the whole vibe around this album. Uh, it, I mean, to, to start with, it's crazy enough to say, let's make a new record, you know? Right. It's like, uh, it's quite a challenge after all these years and go again and again, while most of other artists, they say, okay, we put out like a couple of songs, like the way we did it with, with Sign of Hope, uh, that's good enough. But we said, no, we, we go the old fashioned way, you know? and uh, make a, a whole new album. And uh, this time the focus is on, on the harder songs, like uh, Sign of Hope is like a, it's like a real short, sweet and nice ballad, you know, just reflecting this moment in time. But the album will be uh, more on the harder edge. And, and, and thankfully we started writing last year already, and we picked it up after the tour uh, this year, and uh, there's lots and lots of material. Fortunately, you know, and, and I tell you, it's, it's such a privilege and it's a blessing in this very, very difficult uh, situation we all go through with the coronavirus. Uh, it's, it's a blessing, you know, we can do something. We go into the studio, work on new songs, new material, and really uh, take a deep dive into the creative world, you know, and create something new. It's wonderful. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, Speaking of classic Scorpions albums and, and sounds, Animal Magnetism, turning 40 this year, and of course one of the greatest yeah. songs of all time on that record, The Zoo. Any memories of that song first coming together 40 years later? Can you share any memories on that? Of course, of course. I mean, it's amazing. After all these years, it's, it's such a classic. It became such a classic song. It's about when we... Arrived in America uh, in 79, we played the first show with Ted Nugent, ACDC, Journey, Thin Lizzy, you know, Aerosmith at, at Cleveland, the uh, World Series of Rock, the Municipal Stadium, you know. But wow. when we came into the U.S., uh, we stayed for a night or two in, in New York City, and uh, our managers, uh, Lever Krebs, David Krebs, Peter Mensch, you know, uh, at the time, they said, come on, guys, we take you out for a walk. We go to the zoo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we, go to, we go to the zoo. Uh, no, it turned out uh, we just uh, went out for a little walk uh, over 42nd Street, New York City, and they used to call it like the zoo, you know, and this was the inspiration to write the song, you know, about cruising 42nd Street, you know. 
Yeah, and 42nd Street back in those times was was a lot different than it is today. Uh, last time I saw you guys was I, at I, Madison cool. Square Garden in New York City, and always so great to get you guys playing in the New York area. But that, that was a real special night. I think that was probably two, three years ago. Any memories of playing that show at the Garden? Yeah. Of course. I mean, we, we used to play the Garden uh, back in the 80s, and and still Madison Square Garden is, is such a iconic iconic venue you know and uh, you play in the heart of manhattan in the heart of the big apple you know and uh, you feel you are on top of the world and when we played it back in the 80s i I remember matthias and me we had our parents coming in from from germany to watch the boys uh, playing by the square garden you know we want to share we were so proud and we felt like we were on top of the world with a with an amazing new album, Love It First Thing, back then, you know, and to, to play the garden, it was just fantastic. And to come back there so many years later, you can imagine, it, it means a lot, you know, and uh, it was a great crowd, and uh, we hope we come back uh, when this new album will be out, we come back with a whole new uh, show, uh, and uh, hopefully play lots of new songs from the new album, and uh, then, of course, we pick up the tour, and uh, in next year we will play. We book. We were booked in uh, Las Vegas at Planet right. Hollywood for a residency in July, which is right around the corner now. And unfortunately, it was postponed to next year. You know, so we will do that next year. But it's not only Vegas. We want to do like a full tour across the United States, and then of course, hopefully, we we'll play the Garden again. Right on. I want to take you back 30 years ago. I, I'm an enormous Roger Waters fan as well as Scorpions. And and seeing you guys do the the wall with Roger Waters almost, right around 30 years ago uh, was such an incredible moment. Brian Adams, Joni Mitchell, Sinead O'Connor, Scorpions. I mean, what a diverse group of people on that bill. Any memories of playing that with Roger Waters you could share? Of course, I mean it really was an honor to be part of that that uh, that show, uh, right on no man's land, right on the border like East West Berlin, you know, and it, it was such an amazing uh, place to, to, especially for a German band. And I remember we were the first band that had to go out there to to kick off the show with In the Flesh, the Pink Floyd song In the Flesh, and we were sitting in a huge white stretch limo backstage and uh, we were like on on time code uh, and the driver couldn't start the car you know (laughs) we were supposed to to get out there right now the time code was clicking down and we were sitting in this car backstage and the car wouldn't drive you know and fortunately uh, we arrived like really like spot on very last minute and we started the song played through the whole song and and it was fantastic it was really like a very very special moment and then after the last like wham on the guitars after the last chord on the guitars when we were about to walk off stage and for the next act to follow which was i i think it was ute lempa a german artist and the whole sound system went, you know, it was like, boom, it, it, it was gone. Wow. So when it was so uh, crazy to get up there, but it, it was even worse, you know, and in the end, we were so lucky because we could play our song 
we left the stage, but after then it, it was completely chaos. And I think Roger Waters, uh, they had to work very hard to to manage that very very strange, unusual situation. And they re-recorded Ute Lemper's song a little later, I guess, later in the night. And if you watch the DVD today, it's all in the right place. But we were very lucky, you know, and it was a very special gig for us. We were, we're proud to be part of it. Absolutely. It was definitely on the DVD. It looks great and sounds great. Uh, you've had so many opening acts through the years. You mentioned playing Madison Square Garden back in the 80s. I think I want to say Bon Jovi opened that show. Um, and then more recently when I saw you at the Garden, it was Megadeth, I believe. So many opening yeah. acts through the years. What ones really stand out as some of your favorite openers for Scorpions? I mean, like Bon Jovi was very special. You know, they were a very young band. They used to play clubs. Uh, when we picked them up, uh, let's, I remember we were in Paris uh, listening to some tapes uh, about making the decision who could be uh, the support act on this upcoming tour in the U.S. And we were listening to a couple artists, and Bon Jovi, they had this uh, this uh, hit, uh, Runaway, right? And we thought, that, that sounds pretty cool. And uh, so we made the decision for Bon Jovi, and uh, they were on the whole tour with us, including the garden. Right. And uh, we even took them with us to Japan for the first time, you know? And, uh, yeah, and... What a great band, and what an amazing career they made, you know. And uh, today it's it's amazing. I mean, Bon Jovi, uh, they wrote so many great songs and very talented guys, you know. And Johnny, yeah, it's cool, you know. We're still uh, here and then, you know, we cross paths. When they come here in Germany, uh, last time in Munich, uh, we were not even there, you know, but I, I saw it on YouTube. They played Rock You Like a Hurricane for the crowd here in Germany. <laughs> oh, cool. You know, and uh, so it's pretty cool, and they're really nice guys. And uh, we just played in Rio uh, uh, last October, Rock in Rio, and, uh, but unfortunately we missed them, and we played, uh, they played maybe Tuesday, and we played Wednesday or something like that, you know. Uh, yeah, great band. We... I really, uh, it's great that we had over the years so many great opening acts and, and, and special guests with us, you know, and, uh, yeah, but when we talk about something very special, then maybe, uh, I think Aerosmith. Oh, wow. They were our support band in, I think, Cotton Terrace in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but it was just a kind of a one-off kind of, support band slaughter for them i guess yeah. you know but it, well, what a great show and what a great band you know we love them as well from the heart i mean after all these years what can i say it's great for a german band that we became part in the, throughout the 80s we became part of the international family of rock you know and so many we share so many great memories with all those amazing bands from van halen uh, to uh, to ozzy and uh, uh, yeah, all those great bands, you know, Bon Jovi and, and, and up to Megadeth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So Klaus, I know we don't have much time left, but my final question, I just wanted to ask you when you're not making music, cause we know you as a guy who's writing great songs and giving us such great music and concerts and stuff, but when you're not doing music, do you have hobbies or passions that keep you busy and what are they? 
I used to play tennis, but unfortunately, that's a long time ago, you know. Okay. And since we're not getting any younger, <laughs> I must admit, tennis became something I really miss. But being on the road for most of the time every other year where we play like between 50 and 70 shows all around the globe, uh, then I, I prefer to focus on, on the shows and to be able to run around and go crazy on stage instead of the t on the tennis court where it's quite dangerous, you know, these days and to, to hurt yourself. And uh, I don't want to go through this kind of pain, you know, so I prefer to start to, to keep focusing on the tour and on the road. And uh, I'm glad everything is good. We're healthy. Uh, yeah, we take this lockdown also to slow down in your life a little bit, you right. know, and coming down, not to travel so much, not flying every other day. Uh, being on airplanes, playing shows. So it has a positive side as well. But you can reflect your, reflect your life. And the good thing is we make a new album. You Absolutely. Know, this is the best thing. And we can even working here in Hanover, where we should, should, we should be in Los Angeles. We were, the plan was to be in L.A. in uh, May and June and then play Vegas, the residency in Planet Hollywood, you know. So... It's all the whole plan. Uh, uh, we had to go with plan B. And plan right. B is to work in Hanover in the studio. But the good time is we can spend a little more time with our families, which sure. is great. Awesome. Well, it's been an honor speaking with you, sir. And we cannot wait to get you back here in the States. And wow, a new record with some classic hard rock and heavy metal sounds. Sounds like it's on the way from Scorpions. Best of luck with that. And please keep in touch. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. All right, see you out there. Okay, take care, sir. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. I'm for a thrill, got time to kill. Just living out my dreams. For heaven's sake, she's on the me. She wants to love me I'm ready 
Leave Her off the 1990 album Crazy World. Great stuff. 30 years ago, that album. Wow. Craziness. I'm going to do a little mobile. I got the mobile unit hooked up right now because before we play the UDO interview with Udo and Sven, I just wanted to come upstairs and grab Emily because... Let's see. I inter- I think the last time Udo was on the show, I interviewed him. But the time before that, it was Udo and Sven in New York, and Emily interviewed him. I'm up in the kitchen now, so I just wanted to quickly grab her. She's fixing a, a salad for us. Amazing. She's now dancing in the kitchen. How's that uh, Cosmo I made you? Delish. Why do you think I'm dancing? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to say that I thought you were going to bust in on the Udo and Sven interview, but you couldn't. You were stuck at work, and I know those guys love you, so uh, sorry you couldn't say hello to them, but next time. I hope so, because I adore them, and you know, I've been so excited to hear their message lately in regards to everything going on in the world, in regards to racism and equality. They have, they've got the right message, and I, I love them more than ever. This is three Germans, one episode, by the way. Klaus... Udo and Sven, all on one episode. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. But that was Rudolph who said that. I've told that story before. When Emily showed up at the Scorpions concert in like latex pants or something that were (laughs) beyond tight, uh, Udo, uh, or not Udo, Rudolph of the Scorpions got his his picture with Emily. It was the opposite. We got our picture with the Scorpions. But as we were walking away, he was pointing at Emily, telling the rest of the men, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into an uh, interview right now. I'm actually out on the patio now where Emily is grilling our chicken for our salad that she's making. And I guess the boys are doing pizza. She's doing homemade pizza. Let's get into the interview right now with uh, Udo Dirkschneider, Sven Dirkschneider here on Talking Metal. I conducted this via Skype a week or so ago. Let's first hit a song. This is the new UDO song with an orchestra playing with them. Check this out. It's very cool. We are one. If you are turning on the TV screen, then all you see is death deep in me.
Hey, it's Mark Spiegel of Talking Metal and a guy we've had on the podcast many times before, Udo Dirkschneider from UDO. And of course, on the drums in UDO, we have Sven Dirkschneider, Udo's son, and we have them both here today. Udo, I know we've spoken with you many times. Sven, I'm not sure I've ever spoken with you. I know my wife, Emily, uh, interviewed you guys in New York a year or two ago when you were you were here, but uh, it's it's great to talk with you both. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Hello. Hello. So, a lot, lot going on in the world and a lot going on with UDO. A great new, I guess, lockdown quarantine style video for one of my favorite songs off of Steel Factory, One Heart, One Soul, and real, real timely lyrics i mean it was almost when you wrote that a, a while back you probably didn't see what was about to go on in the world and especially here in the states you want to talk a little bit about why that song seems so timely now i mean uh, of course uh, we we didn't expect um to have a song which could fit that perfectly in a time what we are facing right now and uh, i think uh, all band members of us got hit very hard by um yeah, all this stuff, uh, terrible stuff going on in the States. And, um, I mean, we thought, you know, we should pay our share, and how can we do that in times like these? Um, luckily, we have the opportunities to, uh, you know, record uh, at home and, 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 you know, have uh, talented guys uh, who can edit video and, and stuff like that. Right. So uh, we thought, you know, let's let's do it and, and put out a clear statement what we think about uh what's going on right now and I think the the reaction to this video is um, yeah crazy we didn't expect that and uh, we were very overwhelmed by uh, the reactions of the fans and uh, yeah it was was hard touching and great so uh, I think yeah we hit it on the on the on the sweet spot if you want to call it yeah absolutely and you know it, it it's Emily was talking to me and we were like you know there's a lot of metal bands out there and, and hard rock bands they've kind of just kept quiet on all this but you guys really came out took a stand issued a statement re-released the song in this quarantine style video do you think worry about maybe ticking off some some of your fan base or it doesn't doesn't that matter is it just an important message to you that needs to be put out there I mean, you know, to be very honest and to be very clear, anybody who uh, supports racist uh, interaction, doesn't matter where you come from on this world, can fuck right off. You know, I don't need this in my life. And that's my clear statement to it. And I don't care if I piss somebody off with with a statement like that. Um, I'm clearly, uh, yeah, against this kind of uh, parties. It doesn't matter if it's left or right, you know, any radical... Uh, uh, bullshit, you know. I, I don't, I don't want that, and uh, I don't support that. So, um, yeah, I don't care in the end. <laughs> right yeah, on. That, that's the same. What I have to say to this, you know. So I mean, it's like uh, I wish that more people in music business doing more like this, you know. But yeah, they're all right. They were really, really quiet, you know. But okay, it's up to them. But we did, we did our thing, and I mean. We always like uh, when we uh, wrote uh, lyrics for auto UDO albums. You know, we did social stuff. We we we, we was already against white parties and a lot of things. You know what's going what was going wrong in this world. But this time now with this new album, uh, um, what we did with the orchestra, 
it's like really also the all the lyrics are really like a message you know what's what's going wrong at the moment in the world you know about the climate what when already what we did with the one heart one soul album uh, it's like a future we have a big thing going on here in 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 europe with a uh, friday for future with young people making demonstrations you know please please uh, uh Leave, leave the work like, world like it is, you yeah. know, and, and don't destroy uh, uh, the, the whole world. It's like, um, it's, yeah, that was a very important message for this album. So, but at the moment, I think we are really right on the spot with right. all this old stuff, you know. We didn't know that when we were writing, wrote the lyrics for this album, you know. But, um, yeah. So, and I think hopefully the message, the people start thinking about uh, a lot of things, you know, and uh, we have only one planet and we are one, I think. It's in a way the same message like one heart, one soul. We are are one and it doesn't matter if you are white, black, yellow, uh, red or whatever, what kind of color. I mean, we have to live together on this planet, you know, and not like fighting to each other or whatever is going on. We have to take care of our planet, and that's the whole message on this on on this on this album. Right on, and you're talking about the new UDO record, "We Are One," which will be out July 17th. And yes. again, yeah, very topical uh, album with some topics that probably you know I almost don't consider stuff like global warming and stuff political, but a lot of people do. And and again. Props to you guys for not being able or not being scared to speak up because we hear a lot of metal bands that, again, just want to r- remain quiet about that. And again, orchestra on the on every song on the record. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's also like uh, I think it's a little bit wrong to say this is a UDO album. You know, this is for me like more a project. You know, I mean, we 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 did stuff on this album. What we definitely not putting on yeah. on a UDO album, you know. There's a lot of uh, they have, we had a lot of freeness to do things we yeah, maybe never can do on an, on UDO album, you know. And that was right. a really open thing, freeness and uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's like a concept album, you know, lyric wise and the whole. The whole album, like we have uh, uh, also a female singer on this, like uh, she was singing alone. The name is Manuela Markovic, and she is that um, she was doing already a lot of stuff with the orchestra. So, and my wish was uh, to have a duet on on this on this album that I did with her on Neon Diamond, and yeah, she is a really. A good female singer, and also there is some one song is written for her, especially with the orchestra. It's like a blind blindfall, and uh, yeah, I mean, also the orchestra has a freeness to have some. I don't know three or four, no three. Oh, I, I think, think three instrumental stuff. You know, of course, there's some guitar stuff underneath, but for them was also uh, a new challenge to do something like this. It's the same right. for us. You know that we can do something like what you, yeah, what I said. So, n- n- 
So there's a little more freedom and and areas to experiment with this record, but it, we're still calling it UDO, right? It's We Are One by UDO. I mean, there's still enough uh, UDO roots in, in the music that, that I think it's uh, enough that we can still call it UDO and it's the UDO band. So uh, for sure, this is, of course, officially a UDO album, but uh, we like to see it as a project of the UDO band with a military orchestra. And um, therefore, you know, it's just a completely new world which opened up for us. And uh, we already had this feeling when we played the first gig with them in 2015. And uh, we thought, okay, that's cool. You know, if you put an orchestra on the on the, the, the um, already existing UDO songs, but uh, imagine writing new songs, especially written for the orchestra and the band together, that would be awesome. And uh, yeah, then we just got in touch with them and they got in touch with us because it was an idea from both sides. And um, it worked out great. It was a, a, a great time of writing songs and experimenting of what we can do. And uh, yeah, I think they also uh, had new... Uh, limits for them you know where they could where, where they could go as an orchestra because they wouldn't do something like that usually and, right uh, yeah yeah so and there's also some i guess i'd call them old friends of yours udo back uh in the fold for some of this record can you tell us uh who from accept joins you on on this record and what they're doing on the record yeah, I mean, uh, Stefan Kaufmann, uh, for example, he was already planned for this album. So he was helping us out on a guitar when we did the last show together with the orchestra. And then he said, oh, is there something happened? And he heard that we weren't planning on an album. He said, oh, uh, I have also some ideas. I really would like to work, uh, uh, yeah, work also on this album. So that was from the beginning on clear. And with Peter, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a little bit funny. I mean, uh, I, have to, I had to go for to the studio, do some demo vocals in Stefan Kaufmann's studio. And I came in there, and but Stefan didn't talk me that. And then they were sending Peter Borges. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, how can I explain this? For me, it was, I mean, I was not talking for Peter for 15 years, you know, and I right. didn't see him. It's, uh, I never had any, let's say this way, uh, before we, I, I don't want to go deeper with this. I mean, I never had any problems with Peter, you know, that's uh, uh, what like, that was like uh, we saw yesterday, you know, and uh, yeah, and then he said uh, that, he, that he was working with Stefan on some songs for him, uh, he's doing many projects uh, after he left except and um, then he said yeah I heard you're doing an interesting thing together with an orchestra um, hmm, um, Stefan was uh, playing me some stuff and a very interesting I have oh, I would love to to be a part of it and I said yeah Peter why not um, come on if you have some ideas do it and yeah and Stefan and Peter they came up with very interesting stuff so that was uh, the work of them for the album, you know, coming up with good ideas. Right on. Cool. And it, you have far more members of Accept on this record than the actual Accept now having the band. I was just thinking about that, which is kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't want to say anything about this. <laughs> yeah, they're down to one one member, I think, Accept. But anyways, yeah. let's let's stick yeah. with the, the new record here. We Are One, again, by UDO. 
uh, one of the topics I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a song or lyrics about 30 years of a united Germany? Oh, yeah, this is Rebel Town. I mean, uh, this song is uh, like uh, the, the, the lyrics are about, you know, the demonstration what was going on to that they had enough of the system of the, the uh, East Germany. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, but on, on top, you know, it's always like uh, the auto meaning that you can make a, a peaceful revolution if you want, you know. Which is totally fitting now again, you know, because with all the, the rioting and, and looting and, and burning things, you know, going on in the States. And we had this last weekend, I think, here in Germany, too, for the first time ever since uh, ages, I think. Um, stop that bullshit, you know. You, right. can, you, can, you can stand up, you know, and, and, and say what you what you think, but you don't need to burn things and you don't need to, to tear apart uh, um, stores from people who build it up for, uh, yeah, you know, years to make a living out of it and, and just stop that, you know, it worked back in the day, so uh, it will work again, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's the thing also, you know, that shows that you can do something peaceful, you know, and not like uh, destroying stuff, but what sense, what sense has already. So, um, yeah, I mean, with a, a lot of lyrics that we did with the, for this album, they were written before Corona yeah. came and all that yeah. stuff. So, so, but now, I mean, we are at the moment, uh, how you say this uh, in, in English, right on the point or whatever, that is very, uh, uh, yeah. Right on. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's happened now, you know? This is like, wow, um, <clears throat> we didn't know that, you know? So, but it's happened at the moment, and uh, yeah. It's... Uh, Hopefully the people get the message and, you know, start thinking about a lot of things. Right on. Right on. Yeah, and I read, uh, you mentioned the environment and, and refugees are, are lyrical topics on the on the new record. We are talking about We Are One, the new UDO record done with an orchestra. And tell me again, who, who is the orchestra that you do this with? That's the, uh, the, the um, concert band of the, yeah, German Armed Forces. Right. And, okay. Uh, German Armed Forces. Very cool. That's the uh, the main orchestra representing uh, Germany. You know, worldwide they play. Uh, yeah, all over the world, and in Germany, of course, and they do all the the official. Uh, you know, stuff in Berlin uh, when you know presidents come to visit Germany and stuff like that. Right on. And I guess last time we saw you guys in the states was with. Not with UDO, it was with uh, Dirk Schneider. And is that officially retired? We're never going to see you guys out under the Dirk Schneider banner doing Accept songs again. Mm, it was planned to come to America with UDO. Yes. And uh, uh, in November, December, there was a yeah, six-week tour going on in America, but we had to cancel this, you know. Right. But... I will tell you the truth. <laughs> all the promoters and all the people said, please, please, can you maybe please two or three, uh, uh, play two or three accept songs also with UDO. Right. And I said, yeah, I mean, let for example, to do a show in America, a gig in America, without playing, without playing uh, Ball to the Wall, 
it's uh, nearly impossible. <laughs> right. So there's a demand from the promoters that you you add a, a few exceptions. Yeah, with a big wish, you know, that they please, 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 maybe, maybe only this song, you know, this is very important. So we say, yeah, come on. I mean, um, normally in Europe, definitely we don't play any, uh, with UDO, we don't play any except songs, you know. I mean, uh, we have to, we have to, good thing, if we want, we can say, okay, we come under Jokshner again, then we play only except songs, you know. So that's, uh, it's just in, uh, how you say it, it's in a case, yeah. right. and we can open that case and say, okay, here we go again. Right on, right on. And speaking of except songs, uh, Udo, 35 year, anniversary this year of Metal Heart. Any brief yeah. memories you could share about making that record, producing that record, or writing that record? Any any memories of that? Any memories? I mean, I would say um, I was learning a lot about uh, like uh, harmony vocals, uh, and uh, there is a little bit more, let's say, uh, after balls, Metal Heart was a little bit more commercial uh, for songs like Screaming for Love Fight, for example, you know. It's uh, getting, in our days now, you would say it's a pop rock, pop, pop rock song, in a way. And yeah, there was also a very, very interesting album to do, you know. I was learning a lot from Dieter Dirks, you know. He was the producer for this album. And sometimes he was calling me Klaus, but uh, I'm not Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> I love clouds, but I told him, hey, Dieter, I'm not clouds. Oh, yeah, sorry. And uh, it, it just, uh, that was one thing really happens, you know, sometimes. Um, yeah, but I mean, I learned a lot, and it was a very interesting album, especially, you know, uh, it was definitely not planned to have this uh, classical thing in, 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 in the song Metal Heart, you know, the Elisa. So it came just what just happened, you know? Right. Uh, the proof was playing something, and then they did, 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 and said, oh, hey, why we not put this in the song, you know? It's the same what we did, in a way, with, with uh, Fast as a Shark in the beginning with Heidi Adora, the, the German folk song, you know? So it was also, sometimes things that happened, um, is, uh, it was not planned, you know? Yes. No, it was uh, definitely also a very uh, important album for me, Metal Heart. It's my favorite except record. I mean, I, I love, you know, Balls to the Wall and Restless and Wild. But for me, at that age, I, I was probably like 15 when that came out. That album was a real big deal to me and uh, just loved it. Lo even the commercial elements. I, I mean, I was I was yeah. all in on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, really good songs on that. Excellent songs. All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time to speak with us here on Talking Metal today. And we want... UDO or Dirk Schneider or whatever you want to bring us back here in the States. Uh, it would be great to see you guys again at, in the New York area. I think we saw you at uh, Irving Plaza last time and then down at the Stone Pony, I think, too. We were down at those gigs. Do you think UDO will be back here in, in 2021? I mean, if getting everything normal, then definitely, uh, I mean, uh, then we come the whole tour of what planned is coming then next year, 21, definitely. Okay, well, we can't wait. Emily and I will be there. Emily was going to try to stop in and say hi, but she's on a work meeting right now, so she, she can't do that. But uh, she definitely sends her love, and you guys stay safe, and we can't wait for the new record, We Are One by UDO, out July 17th. Thanks, guys. Okay.
Thank, Thank you very much. much. Take care. Bye bye. Take keep, care. Keep in touch. Bye bye. Yes, bye bye. bye, -bye. Face on a 
One Heart, One Soul. That is the studio version of that, not the quarantine version. I loved that song when it came out. It has a great message, obviously. The video is very powerful. I remember seeing the video. I think I spoke to Udo about that the last time I interviewed him. Anyways, what an honor. What man. Udo Dirk Schneider and Klaus Mine on the same podcast. Unreal. Wow. First time Klaus Mine interview. I've never, never spoken with him before. I think, who do we interview? We we did Mickey D, I think, last time we were offered Scorpions. Uh, but yeah, hope the Scorpions are going to come back around in 2021 for a, a, a new tour of the States. It sounds like that's happening. Fingers crossed. And uh, let's do this. Let's uh, end it with something else. I'm trying to think of what to play. How about a sneak peek of the next podcast with another first-time guest, D. Snyder. Unreal, right? God, D. Snyder spoke with him for the first time. I've actually spoken with him in person before when I worked at MTV uh, back in the 90s. I, I actually hung out with him for a little bit, and, and we interviewed him. I didn't actually do the interview, but I was working the shoot, and he was very cool. Got to hang with him for a while and, and talk with him back then. But we've been trying to get him on Talking Metal literally since 2005 when we started this thing, and it, it's he's been tough, man. So big thanks to John Freeman, who is bringing D. Snyder to the Talking Metal podcast. The very next episode, guys. This is The Kids Are Back by Twisted Sister, and that'll do it for today.
Kinder! 